0: Hi everyone, I'm back from the beyond for another Medics Money triage, where we take some of the episodes and concepts from the main show that you might have missed and condense it down. This week we're taking a really whistle-stop tour through some of Ed, Tommy and Cyrus' top financial tips for doctors. Some of the clips on this one have some funny audio, and quite frankly I'm not quite sure how to fix it, so apologies in advance. Without further ado, firstly we're hearing all about which professional expenses you can claim. This is a bit of a medics money staple, and our guide on this has helped thousands of doctors to claim relief on their professional expenses. So first off, what can you claim?
1: Okay, so the next thing we need to talk about is your employment expenses, okay? Because you can claim tax relief on a lot of the professional subscription fees and other expenses that you will be paying throughout your career, okay? And you can claim for the previous four tax years, as I said before, a taxi runs from the 6th of April to the 5th of April. So if you're just starting out in your career, it may well be that from now on you can start making claims for your expenses. But just always bear in mind that you can always go back four years if you forget to make a claim or you don't make a claim at, in, at that time. Okay. So if you take, for example, just just someone who's got an expense claim in June 2023, they can claim for their expenses all the way back from the 6th of April 2019. So you know there's quite a long time frame, but it's good to do it as and when you go along. Okay. But you can claim for the previous four tax years and the current tax year that you're in.
2: I do get asked about things like your Scope. And if you have bought your stethoscope in a tax year that you hadn't paid any income tax in, then you can't actually claim it, is that right? So it has to be a tax year where you have paid income tax. It can't be just when you spend yeah.
1: The money. Yeah, absolutely. Then you claim for is on what we call a receipts basis. So when did you spend the money? That's when you, that's technically the point at which you can make the claim from that date. But you have to have been paying income tax. So a lot of, you know, medical students, they're not actually paying income tax at the time. So when they buy stuff or they pay, a very initial sort of let's say a initial bma or mdu fee or whatever they can't claim that if they paid for it whilst they were medical students but certainly in terms of what you can claim for in terms of professional expenses you can claim for a lot of your expenses including your gmc fee okay your, if you pay for the bma then you can claim that fee as well and any defense medical defense union or medical protection society fees or any other you know insurance company you can claim the tax back on those okay so It's really important to, when you make a payment to these people is to jot down or put in a spreadsheet or keep a receipt, whatever you do, just keep a record of what you're spending when you become a doctor or if you're a doctor, just keep a record of all those expenses because after the tax year, you can then make a claim for all those expenses. Next up, and this is really important, is a very brief look at your tax code and how to read it. Okay. So your tax code, guys, it's really important to keep an eye on this, all right, mainly because sadly, often it comes up wrong. Okay, I don't want to worry anyone, but it's not common for this to be wrong, okay, so it's really important to keep an eye on this. Your tax code is a code, hence the name, which is sent to your payroll department by HMRC to tell them how much tax to deduct each month in terms of your income tax, okay? At its most basic, it's made up of your tax-free or personal allowance divided by 10 and then a letter. So as a personal allowance for the current tax year, and it will be the same, For quite a while because it's been frozen at this level until 2028 as the current personal allowance is £12,570 most people including yourselves should have a tax code of 1257L
0: okay next up we're looking at the NHS pension so we're starting at the very basics and then the age-old question of should i still pay into the pension if i'm planning to leave
3: NHS scheme as i said is a lot different so it's known as a defined benefit or DB scheme and in this scheme you and your employer, i.e. the NHS, make a contribution. And the contribution that you as the employee make depends on how much you earn and it's in tiered rates. But so, so sometimes the contributions can vary depending on what you earn. And then there is no real pot, but what happens at retirement is that the benefit is defined. So you will receive a guaranteed index link, which means it's inflation proof income For life they unlike a private pension there is no pot to run out you will just get paid the same amount inflation linked protected from inflation for your entire retirement whether you live to 80 or 120. so it does have significant benefits over a private pension
2: i get this question lots actually and i just wondered what your thoughts were on it so people especially given what things are currently like for doctors all the strikes which you sent up very kindly saying talks are over they're thinking of doing F1 and 2 and leaving the country and not working for the NHS ever again. And so they're asking, well, if I'm only going to be in it for two years at this such an early stage, should I stay in it or not? And I have my own views on this, but I just wondered what your thoughts were.
3: So, OK, great great question. So, so your options are really, if you're in it for a certain amount of time, you can ask for a refund of contributions. I forget the exact time interval on that. But the other point to make is that If you did F1 and F2 and built up your pension in this NHS and then you went to Australia and you never came back. At retirement, you have the option to have your NHS pension paid to a really wide range of bank accounts all over the world. So I can't give you individual financial advice, but the way that I think about it is that it's such an incredibly important benefit. I would always get in it. And then, as I said, if you leave the country and never come back, you can claim it at retirement. No problem. I don't know. What's your thoughts, Syrah?
2: So I usually, you know, my my thoughts are that explain that you can either get a refund if you want on your in on what's going on, or you can get it from a different bank account for it anywhere in the world. So, but then my personal thought, I said when if it was me, I'd rather have my contributions now because of how tough things are at the moment in F one and F two. Like that extra two hundred and something pound a month could make
0: the biggest difference. Lastly, we're going to take a look at an overview of financial planning for doctors and using your income to its full potential.
2: You might have
0: heard the term financial planning
3: for doctors, and it's quite likely that you've had a poorly trained salesperson come to your medical school and pitch you trying to sell you income protection under the guise of it being a financial plan. This annoyed me and Ed and Syra so much that we started Medics Money because generally these sales pitches seem like they're endorsed by your medical school. They don't tell you any of the useful tax information that Ed talked about, they just try and sell you a product. You can build your own financial plan when you are a junior doctor, and it's very straightforward. So, really you do need a plan and that does include spreadsheets you need to just think about maximizing your income and i've put work smart not hard here which is a horrible cliche phrase but i guess what i was alluding to there is make sure you pay the right amount of tax minimizing your expenditure and only spending money on things that you like consciously and not unconsciously stop trading your time for money is basically alluding to the fact that being a doctor is a great job but we are paid for our time. We go to work and we exchange one hour of our time for one hour of our money. If you can start investing in whatever, you can start to decouple one hour of your time from one hour of your money. If, you're, if you've are if you got investments and you go to work as a doctor, you earn whatever your doctor pay is per hour, and then you get home at the end of the day and you can see how much your investments have made.
0: Right, I appreciate it's been a very, very short triage this week. Things have been so busy on The Good Ship Made Money that I've not really had a chance to record any triage for months now. Going forward, this should be coming back on either Thursday or Fridays, TBC. If you've not had a chance yet, check out our new podcast, What Medical School Doesn't Teach Us, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm on that team, and we make podcasts specifically for medical students and Foundation Year Doctors. Stay safe, especially if you're down south with Storm Kieran. Uh, All the best, and catch up soon.